Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Uh, so did you see the sausage race? They did a sausage race, but it was I, on the I other lo- side. And so we didn't I really get to pay attention the sausage to race. It's yeah. the superior race. Uh, Some would say it's the master race. And those people are fascists. <laughs> uh, I, I take my sausage fascist on a kit. <laughs> On a case by case basis, you know, you know, there's links between sausage and fascism. <laughs> oh, crap. We Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios. I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios. I'm Patrick Hasty, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. You make me so very happy. You make me so so very happy. I'm so glad you downloaded my show. Oh, you're streaming it. Boom. Let me tell. Let me ask you real quick. Earth, wind, and fire. No, 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 no. That's not Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's Blood, Sweat, and Tears. What kind of idiot mixes those two up? They're compl- from different decades, different complexions. Most importantly, Mary, fuck, kill, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Go. Uh, kill, Earth, fuck, blood, uh, murder, fire. That's Captain and Planet's origin story. Oh, it is. Hey, you know about this? You mentioned this? You We talk about this? Captain huh. Planet, who's their bad guy? Uh, pollution. Duke Nukem. For real? But not the same as the video game Duke Nukem. Oh, really? There were two Duke Nukems in pop culture at the same time, and there was no lawsuit. I found a website the other night, like a like a lawyer website. Who voiced the Captain Planet Duke Nukem? Well, I'm very glad you asked. Or I call him Dukem for short. Uh, I bet you that Dukem. Yes, I do. I, I know we're not a games podcast anymore, but 20 questions. I bet I can get you to tell me who I bet I can help you. You can guess who voice Duke Nukem. We are a fluid podcast. We this this podcast is like water. You know what I mean? We can be whatever the hell we want whenever we want. 20 early to. okay. so it's in the early 90s. Think Uh science fiction television in the early 90s. Okay. Okay. now who do you think voiced Duke Nukem? Michael Dorn. Okay, that's one. Not that not maybe not that. I don't know if I was not that franchise, but you're on the right track. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Scott Bakula. Boy, you're so fucking hot that like you're burning up, buddy, but you're not there yet. Uh Uh-huh. But it's not uh, so hot. Different TV show. Maybe not. Is it Al? Yes. Three in and you grasped it. (laughs) Dean Stockwell voiced Duke Nukem. Shut the fuck up. You know, this is so I love you. I love having a podcast with you. I love having a friendship with you. We're not having a podcast anymore. This is freaky right here. Whatever just happened there. The reason this happened is because the reason I knew the two Duke Nukems is because last I've been watching Battlestar Galactica, the the Uh 2004 series. And at one point, Dean Stockwell shows up. And it's exciting. And he's very good. He's in the show for like two seasons. He's great. 
And so I'm Googling him and I'm like, first off, still alive. Boom. Of course, he's still alive, kicking around. Uh, second, start looking to see what he's been into. Turns huh. out he did the voice of Duke Nukem. And all huh. I, I see that on IMDb and all I think is that, yeah. that he's Duke, the guy Duke that can. said, it's time to chew gum and chew bubble gum, kick ass and chew bubble gum. I was like, there's no way that's Duke, that's Dean Stockwell. And so I search and they're like, no, Duke Nukem from Captain Planet. And I'm like, what? So I Google and I find some lawyer who loves pop culture who wrote a whole blog about how was insane it, it is that there was no lawsuit it, over this. Uh, I never did a podcast with this lawyer, did I? I don't think so. <laughs> it oh, a, was it John? No, it wasn't John. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was really confused. I was like, what? Did I yeah, ever, I know. Did I ever tell you? Sorry. I, how are you? Do, how was your heart? You did karaoke last night, I hear. Yeah, man, I did. That's one. Where would you go? AJ is on East Court after the fair. Is that AJ? Are you saying a bar called AJ's or you went to AJ, yeah, it, the guy we a, know's house? It, it's a bar. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah. Is it affiliated the, with the AJ, AJ, the guy we, we know? know? No, he doesn't even live in the state anymore. Really? He's a Wisconsin boy. AJ? Yeah. yeah it, oh, oh wait. not him. I'm thinking of the other. I thought there was an, isn't a lot there of another? AJ's whole lot of AJ's. Yeah, isn't there or, another or AJ? Simmons or Swimmins and Simmons? Yeah, not. Of course, I know AJ Grill. He's not. I don't even. This is the difference between you and me. I don't even consider AJ Grill a Des Moines comedian. He's mm -hmm. only a Wisconsin comedian to me. Yeah. Um. But no, isn't AJ AJ Simmons is who I was thinking of. So he's not yeah. affiliated with the bar. No, not that you know. Of. Just just a karaoke bar down a uh, block away from the Beachwood. Oh, OK, I love that area. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Got on the wrong bus leaving the Iowa State Fair. Oh, boy, that'll do you. So yeah. you went to the Iowa State Fair. Now, what happened? You just trying to herd immunity? You're trying to get that Delta? Well, uh, I mean, I had enough beer and stayed outside. <laughs> it uh, I saw I'm, I, I don't I'm not judging you for going. I saw a uh, an article, though, with the Iowa's like official virologist or whatever. And in it, she made a comment. She's like, well, uh, at an average day at the fair, there will be 600 people with the Delta with coronavirus carrying it and they will all give it to at least four people. And the person giving the interview is like, are you going to go? And she's like, absolutely not. And they're like, yeah, but you're vaccinated. She's like, still. And so I thought that was kind of exciting. Did you see any hogs with big balls or anything like that? I uh, didn't see any balls, but uh, saw some moo-moos, mm -hmm. nay nays, mm -hmm. babas, mm -hmm. uh, some. <laughs> what was that? A snake? You saw a snake? Uh, I saw some, I saw some, uh, moo, I saw some moo yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, yesterday. So wait, so you did karaoke at HA's. Mm -hmm. You went to the fair with your lovely I, wife. Yeah. How did she ate, take it? Uh, she enjoyed it. I can't imagine uh, she's ever know, been to anything classic like that. People watch, uh, I can't believe how many people unironically wear cowboy boots. Yeah. And cowboy, it's like, well, you know, I, I haven't been to the I haven't been to the fucking fair in like 10 years. Yeah. You know, so I'm not I'm not a fair person, not even a fair weather fan of the fair. But uh, the wife had never seen it. She's going flying back to New York to finish up our fair. Oh, is Monday. it over? She's going to have an affair. <laughs> Your wedding's over. Is that what yep. you said? Uh huh. I didn't pick the right song in karaoke, you know, yeah, but that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she fucking hates me. That's yeah. you next week at AJ's. <laughs> And then in two weeks at AJ's, everything is blurry. My heart is a puddle of mud. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so had to take her. 
Yeah. It was a good time. We ate some extreme balls. What's that? Tell me about that now. Uh, they are. It's pretty much just pork tenderloin nuggets on a stick with pickles oh, and onions. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's what's funny because they canceled the fair last year, I assume. Right. I mean, I know Kim Reynolds is a murderer, but I figure they had to have canceled last year. Right. Yeah. So I was at the fair the last time they had one. I was there in 2019 with Joan and James. Isn't that wild? That we've is. both been to the fair in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, and like, yeah. like I was saying, uh, I've been to the fair forever. Yeah. Forever. And it's really awakening when you realize how unlike Iowa Des Moines <laughs> is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, oh, 100%. I go to my like, hometown. I go to Glenwood. You're not, the, like. you're not at the Des Moines State Fair. No, buddy. buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're at the Iowa State Fair. You know, where there's more mullets like a lot of the you know how many this guy I saw a lot is the uh, construction worker guy on the weekend wearing one of his high vis work shirts. Yeah. With with safety glasses, sunglasses. Uh, just walking around. Also, they don't serve booze, and there's way too many people that are like hammered, really hammered. The uh, you know the hill they got that hill with the 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 wind turbine at the top. Oh yeah, the Stacey, mill yield yeah, mill. Yeah, the yield mill. Stacy designed that hill, like the paths and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah, where one of her her first job right out of college, she worked at a firm there that worked on that. And uh, so there's like the the that cool sounds thing. like an affirming uh job very much affirming uh, by the way speaking of a firm i'm sorry that as you mentioned earlier danielle is having an affair <laughs> that's sad for you i uh, there's these light these benches there that are like you could sit on and they're like they glow at night they're like light up oh. and they're, they, as they opposed were made. to those other benches you can stand on well no but what i'm saying is these are like specially built that she had to like help yeah. design them so that they would light up at night they're really weird it's a cool thing though uh but yeah so you had fun at the fair you had yeah. fun at karaoke. Now, what other you sang at karaoke? Of course, you sang that uh, uh, blood sugar sex magic song. But what else did you sing it? Uh, that was it. We, that was we, it. Yeah, we only went there because uh, Uber boy. I tell you what, you go from yeah. New York Uber. Yeah. To Iowa Uber. Yeah. Like you can't get a ride unless you like plan it out an hour <laughs> and ahead. Yeah. You got to like go into the app and like plan on it is it still that white that own that white truck is it that guy all just, the time we don't have uber here we just have steve yeah <laughs> uh stuber man yeah, yeah uh, but no uh so we got dropped off at the state capitol instead of the downtown parking garage because i'm a dummy and just got on a bus yeah you know and uh which i gotta say felt just like new york taking the bus to the fair yeah you got uh everybody had to wear masks uh, it was crowded mm -hmm. and uh, somebody was in the back of the bus playing shitty music off of a shitty phone speaker. I was like, yeah. this is the city. Yeah. That's, and then I we don't went and looked I, at cows and pigs. I don't think I ever once rode a bus in Des Moines. Ever once. I rode a bus in New York one time. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, I'm sorry, not New York, in Omaha. I rode a bus in Omaha one time when I lived there, but I never I, I just never did buses till I moved to New York. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. I, I'll tell you a little bit. About, well, I, blah, I, uh, yesterday, so Stacy, her current firm, which is also very affirming, uh, they have a new project up, uh, kind of up by, um, uh, Lake, what is it? Lake Erie. Uh -huh. And, uh, it's, it's like a five hour drive North. And, uh, she ha tried to go see it 
she had, they do these things called site visits where you got to go and just kind of get a look of what it looks like now so that she can work on it to make it look better in the future. And uh, so she had like plane tickets maybe uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. She was supposed to fly up there. It was like a two hour flight. Oh, she boy. was going to spend the night in Rochester and it was a mm. whole thing. Sound and then, like an affair. Yeah, she's gonna get fucked up there, of course, too. Uh-huh. Uh, but I uh, get an affirmed uh, cock. Yeah, you know, you take the ring off and then you add the, you know, uh, what is it, uh, Tinder to your phone? Uh, they should just do like have like a hot. You know how you can sometimes you can charge your phone on those like things you set them on and they. Charge? I hate it. I hate well, them. What you they should do is a thing similar to that where when you take your wedding ring off, your phone automatically downloads Tinder. <laughs> Uh, but so anyway, like a month, like two, three weeks ago, she was supposed to go up there. It was going to be her first time really leaving the city during the, after the, you know, since the pandemic, she went to JFK was on a plane with waiting to taxi and was out there for like two hours. And then eventually they canceled her flight and she had to just come home. It was canceled altogether. So that was a bummer for her. So this time she decided I still need to do the site visit. So we planned it for a Saturday. So we woke up like at 5 a.m. yesterday, rented a car, took Murphy drove through scranton we saw where oh, yeah. we saw the dunder mifflin we went it's up always, to- always nice when you get into that fucking car mm-hmm. early drove, got in some new jay, york got some uh what do you call it flying jay went to some flying jays uh went up to binghamton drove through binghamton where john rosenberger and jen welch used to kick it uh and then we ended up there but it was great there was a there's a there's a a wildlife kind of like a park like a national park that's called like Montezuma's wildlife or something. And mm. it's so funny because Montezuma was like a Mexican, like, uh, what do you call it? Native Aztec. American. Yeah. Like he was one of those guys. Yeah. And so like he, he never even like there, he never made it past like South Texas in the U.S. What would be the U.S.? I don't think he ever made it to the U.S. Maybe not because there's in um in New Mexico. I mean, he's in he's in Mexico City or Tenochtitlan or whatever. Yeah. In the fucking 15th, 16th century. Yeah. I don't well, think he's like doing tours of the continent. Well, he's I think just... they, they used to think so, because in New Mexico, there's a place called Montezuma's Castle mm-hmm. and it's like cliff dwellings. And it was because they thought that that was a place that he visited or went to. And then they found out like years later that it's not, but it's still called that. <laughs> isn't it? And it's isn't like it now... fucked up <sighs> that they call Montezuma's revenge is just yeah. uh Getting the shits from tacos. Yeah. Well, it's funny. White people getting the shits is Montezuma's revenge. I love That's it. That's his revenge for yeah. uh, just getting. Uh, I like the idea that it's when you don't even like it's supposed to be when you get it in Mexico. Like that's the premise of it is you go to Mexico, you eat their food, you drink their water, then you get the shits because your body's not used to it. But I like the idea of like anytime I get diarrhea, like I had that second Moderna shot and all of a sudden like, oh, I got Montezuma's revenge all night. It's kind of weird. There's a Montezuma, Iowa. Yeah, and, she, see, and I didn't know high, that. There's a their high school nickname is is the Braves. Oh, so weird. it's all it's like, like double mixed up. Yeah, it's like mixing. Uh, and is it pronounced Montezuma or is it pronounced like Mantizimi or something? You know, yeah, well, it's Iowa. So the way yeah, Iowa does it. It is. Yeah. Uh, but I'm from Madrid. I'm from, Mad- from Nevada. Nevada, Madrid. Uh, did you? Oh, so so that was great. We went to this drive, took Murphy out, let him smell a million things. Isn't that great uh, to get a city oh. dog out of the fucking city? Oh, it's so just great. Watch him live it up. He was so and he was so he's been sleeping all day. Just, you know, you could tell we just living really, off that shit. Yeah. And we ended up since it's a he day probably trip, thought for a second that he wasn't coming back. <laughs> I think he thought well, none of us were going back. I think he's like, well, yeah. bye. Bye, Maddie. It was like, y'all. oh, this is that farm upstate. We, we live here. I've, now. Always, I've <laughs> always heard about from other dogs on the street. 
Uh, but it was great because we ended up coming back last night and then dropped him off, took the car to JFK, took an Uber home. We were home by like 1130. So it was like a busy day. The only thing that sucks from it is, and I don't know if you can tell, but I'm kind of sitting a little straighter, uh, sitting in a car and I'm DJing the music. What kind of car did you guys have for the zip car, right? No, we didn't do zip car. We did, um, because we couldn't pick up zip car. I don't remember. There was a reason. Papa zip car. We did budget. Uh, which will come up later in the show, by the way. Um, but we did budget and uh, we had a Kia SUV. I don't know what, maybe a Sorento or something. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was nice. It was a nice enough car. But I sat in the passenger seat and like, like fucking on my phone the whole time. And for 10 hours in a car, I can't like move my neck very well. <laughs> like, I'm just worn out. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Was there any other uh, any? Uh, have you been watching anything or playing any cool games? You've been I, back went out, or? I went out a brunch today. Oh, you get some. What do you call it? Uh, mimosas. <laughs> it took them two hours to make eggs, potato and bacon. Boy, what is this country coming to? It's like uh, we were cool because we're cool people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But uh, and they were I, I don't think they had a cook. <laughs> I, I think it was just like Sunday morning. The waiters in the back, like cracking eggs and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. You know, maybe, maybe. Where so, was it? Where did you guys go? AJ's I Star bar. Oh, <gasps> Oh, I love Star Bar in Des Moines. They got cooks. Maybe not today, but they got cooks. <laughs> they they got. Uh, well, that's half the problem with the service industry is uh, you got if somebody doesn't come in, you could you could just be fucked. Yeah. You know, Deep. you have to like call people. And if it's a brunch shift. Yeah. You know, you may have had people that were getting off work at two. Yeah. Partying it up, you know, so you can't even get a hold of these people at this time in the morning. You know what a what's very good that they have at Star Bar. Star Bar for the listeners uh, is a restaurant on Grand. Is that right? Uh, Ingersoll. Ingersoll. It's right by where my where when uh, 10 years ago in Stacey right by lived Kim there. Reynolds house. Yeah. Right next to where we used to live as well. And uh, we used to go down there for brunch all the time and breakfast. And they had a fantastic Monte Cristo. Uh, my best, my favorite Monte Cristo in Des Moines. I'll what, tell you that. What the hell is this? The recount of Monte Cristo? That's fine. That'll come up later, too. Uh, anyway, so that's good. Uh, but when you finally got it, was it worth it? No, I Tastes mean, like it was, shit. we just went for bloodies. And I mean, it was it, it's bacon, eggs and potatoes, breakfast potatoes, yeah. you know, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, hard to fuck up. So. It's funny to me. Now, I understand that you guys are living there. You're not visiting you. This is where you live. So it's like you're going to go to the place you go to. But like, for me, it's so silly that you didn't just go to village or Perkins or something. It's like, well, you're in Iowa. They don't have those out here. You got to go to those, you know? Uh, uh, oh, they don't have Bloody Marys, buddy. Get, oh, is that what you meant? <laughs> when you said you went there for bloodies, I thought that was just some slang that I didn't understand. Like we went there for shits and giggles. No, <laughs> no. You need vodka for the relapse and vitamins for the detox. Yeah, you're right. Was it just you guys or did other folks go? Oh, just us. Just you guys sitting there. Yeah. Uh, we uh, right we, before they had ESPN eight on. Oh, the Ocho. Yeah. And uh, we were watching some WCT. Oh, what's WCT? World, world Championship Tag. Oh, wow. I've never heard where, of World Championship. Where it's basically two adults on a playground <laughs> uh, chasing each other around. It looks more and like competitive parkour and when you look at their faces does it look like they have not had fun in a decade 
<laughs> no, looks like they're having a lot of fun. Really? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Because like corn, when you watch cornhole, they don't look like they're having any fun. They look so <laughs> miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they're like active. They're like oh, in the middle yeah. of the World Series, you know? I tell you about when uh, I went and did all those mushrooms for my birthday mm-hmm. and I got over there and the guys were watching disc golf championship on YouTube. Oh, that's Apparently, there's like a whole tour and it's all on YouTube and it's just interesting because it's got everything going for it that a golf production has, you know, where you got like good landscape shots and they're talking, you know, uh, they're talking. Yeah. Like an NPR voice. You know, and then uh, looks like he's going to use his uh, bong flapper. If he hits the bong flapper and he gets the winches right, I think he might be able to jangle that chin here on uh, the second. A nice afternoon golf tournament when you don't care what's on TV is not half bad. When you're watching like balls soar through fucking luscious backdrops and shit. Speaking of all that, once again, I apologize that Danielle is uh, having an affair. (laughs) Balls falling through luscious backdrops. Uh. The uh, when I lived in Boone, uh, there was a they Boone had a, a frisbee golf course, and Boone had a guy that lived there who I, he was like a, probably like in his early twenties, but he was ranked. He was like one of the top ten frisbee golfers in the world, and he would like fly to Australia to do in like events and stuff, and he would just come into the gas station. We'd talk all the time, um, and he said that the Des Moines course was pretty fun, or the Boone course was pretty fun, which I always had fun there. Um, I would get back into it if if Katie and Gideon would be into it. I'd I'd do that. It's a um, great free activity. Yeah, remember that one time we went in Des Moines with Derek and Tommy and all of us. Yeah, I had a summer where I was kind of disc golfing. I saw oh, shit. We did a lot when I when we were probably it's it's that before I started doing comedy from like when I was like the probably the year eighteen months prior to me starting comedy. I played a lot of disc golf. Because all my friends were in Iowa City. Yeah. We were living in Des Moines and we were just bored all the time. And we were grown up. We had a little bit of money. That transitional pre comedy phase. Oh, yeah. Uh, where you're spiraling. Hey, yeah. and some of us are back we're, in it. So that's really looking, exciting. We're looking for a thing. Oh, speaking okay. of that type of shit, fucking uh, went to an open mic Thursday. Got to see Travis Chernis for the first time. Oh, and, exciting. Yeah, it was a good time. That's good. I saw, uh, and he I saw, was in the same mood as me at uh, at the open mic. Like what high as shit? Who are all of these? Oh, people? sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah. anybody. Pretty scary. You know, I watched Richard scary and uh, as a kid, and I wasn't scared once. No, but that guy was busy, <laughs> busy. <sighs> no video games, no movies, no TV shows. Nothing you've been doing. Uh, I hooked up my Xbox 360. And yeah. was getting ready to play some college football yesterday. And uh, not sure. This is, I hate when you do this. Who, me? No, the royal you. Oh, sure. When you put a video game mm-hmm. into a random case. Yeah. And then you're like, where was it? And then you don't know what. Once you start mixing up cases and yeah. CDs, man, it's a slippery slope. And you're like, fuck, it was in the DVD case for saving Silverman. How did that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that's so I got to I got to figure that out if I want to play some college football. But uh, uh, I'm pretty stoked. They got uh, I just found this out and it's been news for a while, but uh, they're releasing a uh, remake or re-release of Diablo 2. Did you ever oh, play Diablo 2? I did, I did on not. PC, like one of the biggest PC games of all yeah. time. They're My, putting it out. It's going to be cross console. Yeah. Uh, a like a re-re- re-release 
uh I think it's called the re-resurrected edition oh, that's uh, cool. coming out next month. So I know that that was a real switch friends. And, yeah. People loved it. Yeah. And I, I played a lot of time on that game. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays on console. That's cool. We yeah. just started uh, replaying. Um, we started a new game, but we we're playing uh, Lego DC villains because uh, we bought it when the uh, we, uh, we is, got it at the beginning of the pandemic. Is Starro in it? Starro the Conqueror? Spoiler, I'm assuming so, but not yet. We're still very early. But um, we got it at the beginning of the pandemic, but it was just not fun at that point. Like literally in like April, March of April last year, it wasn't fun to play this like game for whatever reason. We couldn't focus. Mm -hmm. But now we're doing it and it's very fun. I'm having a good ass time. Bought a new controller. So yeah. nice. Yeah. Stacy's going back to Iowa this weekend. Uh, She's going to be gone for like a week or so so uh you know affairs uh so uh I'm, I'm excited to sleep in the living room camp out in the living room oh stay up all night watching tv brother yeah i'm really really stoked i'm getting the house to myself for two weeks yeah that's why i'm gonna miss my wife while she's out having a wild affair while she's out getting fucked and sucked oh boy but you... i'm gonna find my college football video game oh yeah you know a man already... when be... yeah I already don't wear pants that much now. You think about getting some rollerblades or like a bicycle and riding around that house? No, but I think I'm going to eat about five grams of mushrooms and uh, get to know this tree in the backyard. <laughs> That's why just stand in the corner of the house, like screaming. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sounds good. That sounds great. Uh, I'm going to go to Hooters next weekend for a fantasy football draft. Oh, OK. That's in fun. Omaha. Oh, boy. The Hooters. Which Hooters? Omaha Hooters. Or the, is it if it's the hey? Hey, if council, it's, the, it's the Council Bluffs Hooters. Is it the Council Bluffs Hooters or the Omaha Hooters? <laughs> council Bluffs Uber, 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 isn't that, Hooters. Isn't that also your fantasy football team, the Council Bluffs Hooters? No, just win, baby. All of my fantasy football teams have some kind of variation of a I, There's a Hooters in Omaha that I saw fucking Seven Dust at right before a Seven Dust concert. <laughs> we, we were going to the Seven Dust concert on the uh, way. We're like, well, let's go eat. So we go to Hooters because we're fucking 17 year old boys and fucking seven dust is already there eating at the Hooters. Nice. Um, that'll be fun. I, I, I have a draft that I'm doing, by the way, so, uh, listeners, I know Mike wrote in, we're not going to do a nostalgic front draft this year. Uh, maybe we'll put a fantasy team together yeah. next year, but I'm already in two that are busy. Uh, so I'm making a beer called the nostalgic front draft. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be delicious. Cooking in the fridge. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, uh, my fantasy football team is the in my first draft that I'm doing is the uh, it's a picture of the the guy with the mask. The, I don't even want to be around anymore guy from uh, uh, I think you should leave. And mm -hmm. my team is called the I'm going to rip the and then the mask on his chin off because <laughs> that's what he says. I'm going to rip the fucking chin off. Hell yeah. All right. I guess it's at the end of the first segment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something funny. There was more to life than what you're living. You take, take a chance and, and face the, the wind. An open road and a road that's hidden. A, a brand, brand new, new topic around, around the, the trend. trend. There were times, times I lost a ream or two. two. 
found the topic and asked the trend was you. There's a path you take and a path not taken. The choice is up to you, my trend. The night's along, but you might awaken to a brand new topic. Brand new topic. A brand new topic around the trend. Angela. Oh my God. Wait, that's not him. Yeah. Oh my God. You think he's John yeah, Travolta? That's my Tony Danza. Your Tony Danza is doing uh-huh. an impression of John Travolta. Angela, I'm the boss. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Some 11. Angela. Samantha. Samantha. When I was a kid, I literally thought her name was Samantha. Mm-hmm. I was like, isn't that weird? Because I know a girl at school whose name's Samantha. That, that TV show gave me weird feelings. Because Mona gave me a bona. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mona was hot as shit. Who's the boss? We're like, who's the babe? I think Mona and Dean Stockwell ever fucked. Oh, they better have. I'm going to Google it. Dean Mona, Stockwell, more like Dean fucks well. Mona is Catherine Hammond, Hillman, who passed away, sadly, uh-huh. two years ago. She Hillman, really brought out the best of that cast. Is that a joke or something I don't get? Her last name's Hellman. Got it. Uh, it's like a mayonnaise joke. No, I can't find any Google images of her and Dean Stockwell together. So that's sad. Well, little known Hollywood fact is uh, Dean Stockwell fucked everybody. His dad was a uh, singing cowboy, Dean Stockwell. And his dad <laughs> is the voice of the Prince Charming in Snow White. Uncredited. Not the front door. Uncredited. He didn't get paid for it. That's how they used to do shit back in those days. That's how Walt was running that show. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, he's fantastic at Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. Walt Disney did a lot of fucked up business practices. And that's why we cut his know? head off. Yeah, I'm Take glad. It is Dis- a lesson. I'm glad modern day Disney is a lot more ethical. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about the shows that we watch because we give them money every month. Sure. Um. Okay, let's start with what if you watch what if? What if I didn't? Hey, what if's the boss? Wait, but no, I what? did. Uh, I did. You did. Uh huh. Agent Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Peggy Carter. That doesn't it's, work. Yeah. Amiga. Peggy. I'm Peggy Carter. It's no, fun to English. see who Petit gives Col- a shit. Hello. About... I'm Peggy Carter. Oh, yeah. Peggy Carter from Suffolk. It's fun to see who gives a shit about their character. Yeah. Well, Samuel or... Jackson's back. Yeah. But also, you know, I bet their quote, it's all it's not just necessarily giving a shit. It's about quotes. So yeah. you could probably pay Peggy Carter a lot less to come back and do this than Chris Evans because of laws, because of, you know, rules. He's got to get paid the whole budget. Well, yeah. And you only have to pay her 70 percent. Yeah. Because she's, yeah. she's a fucking lady. Right? Yeah. Um, what do you think? Fun. I did. It was fun. I, I liked it. I thought the Better animation jokes was than I thought. I like the animation. It's good. It's a good way to reproduce. The MCU uh, feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and completely change it too. I thought it was you know? fun. So it's a lot of like callbacks. I'm really looking forward to more. Yeah, Demi. Yes, uh, I uh, I really enjoyed it too. I, I saw some like uh, weird like uh, people seem not to like, which I thought was surprising. Um, and there's a lot of people who were really upset with. There's a joke that uh, winner that Bucky does, where he's like, "Boy, you almost ripped my arm off." And I saw that like a lot of the 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 you know the YouTubers that we like thought that was too corny and I'm like I don't that's fucking fine oh yeah 
you're going to do those jokes in, oh, you know. Oh, are you mad that this absolutely uh, 100% fan service TV show yeah. had a fan service moment in one of its episodes? Yeah, like, I was this so... is for like the nerd, like yeah. this show isn't for your casual Marvel no. people that are going to be able to go to see like, you know, Black Widow. Uh, but I, I really like that. And I really like um, I like the the element of the watcher, which is cool. And I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm into voyeurism. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like all that cuck stuff that we were talking about mm. earlier. right? Um, I like watching cuck porn because it's uh, me watching somebody watching them have watching somebody have sex with their wife. So like- I'm, I'm cucking the cuck. I like watching cook shows all the time, you know, like uh-huh. uh, Chopped. Yeah. I, mean, I say cook wrong. So the actor that does the voice of the watcher is Jeffrey Wright. Oh, yeah. I he's in uh, Source Code, which is a movie I really like. But I saw him in a uh, uh, person when I was uh, used to walk dogs. He he lived in a building. Spoiler. Very similar building to where David Cross lives in uh, Brooklyn. Ooh. And I used to see them when I would walk this one dog. I'd see him. David Cross, he lives in he lives in uh, those really big buildings, right? With the, the, the steeples at the top. Yeah. And the yeah. big fence and everything. Yeah. You know, you, you know, it's him because it says cross up top. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jeffrey Wright, he's fantastic. He's a very good actor. He's going to play Jim Gordon in the Batman, the Matt Reeves Batman movie. Ah, uh, yeah. I knew who that was. And I mm-hmm. feel pretty good about myself. I think now. he's he's in some. Oh, he's in. Uh, I never watched the show, but he's in um, Boardwalk Empire. He gets paid on commission, doesn't he? He gets paid by the le- by the word. That's why he's or, a ri- he's rights. He gets paid in Gordon fish sticks. <laughs> Is it Gordon or Gor- Gor- Gorbin? Gorbin. We just I another podcast. Commissioner I Gordon. An- oh, I get what you're saying now. Another podcast I listened to brought up those Gordon fish sticks yesterday. And I was like, whoa, that's weird that I forgot they existed and they've come up in my life twice now in the last couple of minutes. You think the drummer from fish ever makes jokes where it's like, hey, you want some fish sticks? And <laughs> he, just like, out fish his, sticks. he just whips out his drumsticks. That's fun. You know, uh, one time I went to a uh, when I was back on my single days, I went to I was dating this girl. and We went to a jam band music festival. And we uh, we were in love, but then she broke up with me and it really crushed me. And uh, luckily, my drug dealer saw me and came up to me and said, hey, there's plenty of fish in the ecstasy. Not true. It's like a joke I used to say when I lived in Des Moines. Um, but yeah, I thought what if it was fun. I, I especially like the way they set it up where it's like, hey, this could all be happening. This is all another universe because yeah. of the threads of Loki and shit. And uh I really like that when uh, Steve went into the ice, when fell down and stuff, that he didn't just become the Winter Soldier. That's what I thought the play was going to be. But yeah. instead, they gave him that like pre prerequisite Iron Man suit, whatever it was called. Uh, and I thought that was sick. Uh, seeing them fight together and that was really cool. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of cool visuals. My favorite was probably when they were in the Hydra Castle and Agent yeah. Carter has a sword for the last little bit when they're fighting the giant Hydra mm-hmm. monster. And she jumps through the air. Yeah. And she's got just a visual of her in all that uh, outfit with the shield and the sword. Yeah. And, and apparently like, I, I want Captain America to have a sword. That makes a lot of sense. He has a shield. It just, well, Captain Britain, uh, whatever his name is, Braddock, Braddock, he has a sword. And that's like a yeah. famous thing with him is like his sword. So that's kind of what people were saying is that because in um in Endgame, she mentions 
give me the file for Braddock, who is Captain Britain. So it's like kind of that character's already mentioned in the MCU. Um, so people are saying that's kind of plays with that. Um, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see what it does, what it keeps doing. And it made me kind of want to watch because I love her. I really like uh, whatever Nat Haley Atwell or whatever her name mm-hmm. is, Holly, whatever her name is. Um, and I like Agent Carter, so I think I might actually watch that Agent Carter TV show when I'm done nice. with Battlestar. Um, and what's his name from boy um, from Billy Madison, Bradley Whitford? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. He he was the voice of the guy that was like, uh, she can't do it. She's a woman, you know. Uh, he was that voice, and that he was—he's a character in in Agent Carter. So they're huh. bringing more stuff from Agent Carter into this show. Look at this world. Um, yeah, fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't—I did enjoy it. I thought it was fun. And I'm excited. I was not expecting anything, but really liked it. Now I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm excited for the next episode, basically. Yeah, and the other thing is it's anthology. So if you didn't really dig one, you know, give it another week. But. It's also going to kind of have some sort of a wrap. It's going to have some sort of a thing like Agent Carter. This version of Agent Carter or whatever they call her, Captain Carter is coming back. So it's like it is anthology, but there will be some sort of a team up element. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the Bad Batch finale. Now, what do you think of this? Did you watch this? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, it uh, I like I want to crosshair to get back with everybody. But he's yeah. not. You got to drag that out because, you know, deep down, he's good the way he saved the little robot kid. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, you can tell that they are doing everything they can to set up the rise of Skywalker. Oh, I know. It's just, like they're working over like the future of Star Wars is cloning technology. The future and the future of these series is, is to clean up the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's pretty much going to fill in the gaps and you can see that happening and that's fine uh you know for a season finale it didn't really uh deliver on like the lore that we've had in some of our shit like especially uh mandalorian and stuff mandalorian and rebels yeah uh just really had big like cliffhangery stuff i really went back really more about the batch you know what i mean I went and, back and watched because now I don't want to. Obviously, we don't have reactionary listeners who are going to come at me, but like I was underwhelmed. I enjoyed the story and I liked the episodes, but as a finale for the first season, I was really underwhelmed. Yeah. And I went back and watched like the last, you know, some of the ep- finales of the seasons of Rebels, and all of them were not that way. All of them were actual, felt like cool almost cliffhanger big things happening and this one just kind of felt like an episode ending and it really uh surprised me and i really, really like the first half too the first half of the yeah finale was part really one, yeah. good i thought that they were going to wrap that up in the first act and then they were it was going to end with some them coming to terms and then them bringing in like a Tarkin more or something like that or some it was going to have some sort of a a big thing to set up the next season or even darth vader we were going to see like a little clip of vader trying to walk or something is like a thing, but like nothing. Yeah. And so it just kind of like, felt like the main drama in it, which is fine too, but you, I would have liked another episode of it, but it's basically just building the relationship between Omega mm-hmm. and crosshair up because she's definitely the like yeah. emotional through line for the entire group. And uh, it, it's kind of funny too, learning that she's older than everybody. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I kind of, and, I thought they had said something about that earlier in the season because I have always inferred that. Yeah. But maybe I just thought it, you know? Yeah. And Star Wars, you know, they love their redemption arcs and Mm -hmm. 
So they're just going to drag it out with crosshair. Yeah. You know, and he's probably going to get up to cool shit and go off and do other things. And we'll always have this. We want the bad batch. We want the gang back together. But, you know, crosshair is doing his solo record tour. Yeah, I can uh, see him. uh, Maybe early in the next season, fall out with the Empire, and then he goes off and kind of becomes his own thing. And then yeah. maybe he has an adventure or with even, a Kanan. Yeah. Or even we get a fucking, you know, the way all these shows are setting up, we may just have some grizzly old looking crosshair guy show up in the book on, of Boba or something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, I'm going to miss having a Star Wars show every week. It's been nice for the last fucking third of a year. That yeah. Every Friday, for better or worse, you just get a nice little Star Wars adventure show. Yeah. Yeah. I really Friday. liked it. I'm really yeah. excited for the rest of it. I think I like I said, I'm loving watching Battle for Star Galactica again. And I think when it's over, I have like a half a season left. I wanted I might just rewatch uh, Mandalorian or something because I'm loving living in this sci fi universe. I might watch The Expanse. That's one that people talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to uh, you've hyped up the the whatever it is, the new Star Wars Old Republic a lot. High uh, Republic. High Republic. And so I downloaded that book because. I thought I was listening to it on YouTube, but I'm listening to like some guys. Which one, light, version. light of the Jedi. The first one. Yeah. Light of the yeah. Jedi. Yeah. But yeah. The, the one I listened to was eight chapters and it was like really like compo- compo- It was like two hours long. And that book is actually like 20 chapters and like eight hours long or something. Yeah. So I downloaded the official book and then I also I you have audible. That's exciting. I do. And then I also have been listening to and I cannot recommend this enough to you, Reem, and maybe other listeners will love it. Um, this series called um, From a Certain Point of View. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. And now it's not necessarily canon, but it's it's so fun. And it, it, you can get them on Audible or you can buy them as real books. But there are these big novels that were coming out for the 20 or I guess 30 maybe anniversaries of the of A New Hope, Empire and Return. And the first two are out so far. But and what it is, is uh, like 40 sto- for the 30th or is it 40th anniversary? 40th anniversary. That's what it is. 40 stories that take place during the events of a new hope. And they're all written by like cool sci-fi. Oh, that's really awesome. So they're written by like either cool sci-fi authors or star Wars people. Like that reminds me of that. uh, I think that's our next star Wars show. Actually. I don't know if it comes out before Boba Fett, but star Wars visions. Yeah. Yeah. Where they have just a whole bunch of anime directors just doing. Yes. Like their own weird thing. It sounds like the precursor to that. It's very similar and it's very good. And like it's also set up where each chapter is its own short story. And they're like 15 minutes long to listen to. And maybe some of them are a little more not my speed. So you you buzz through it and you're not out anything. That's one of the things I like about the books to a degree and comic books is just it gives. uh, I like when people can do their own thing within star wars me too that's what that's i why love it's so fun to see like uh some of these new directors coming in for the movies and why i love like rogue one and last mm-hmm. jedi so much one of the the first story in this is a um or one of the first stories in this is basically the process that of when rogue one ends yeah until a new hope actually begins yeah. like it's her having that and having to talk to the next people like, and then being like what the fuck was that monster in the hallway that was coming after us and somebody was like oh that was darth vader you haven't interacted with him yet mm-hmm. he's a nightmare 
And it's really nothing better than when Star Wars feels like Star Wars, but also not like Star Wars. All totally. Well, my one of my top five favorite Star Wars characters is Dr. Afra, who's never appeared in a book or a TV or a movie or a TV show. Yeah. Just from comics and and novels. And and I think she's fantastic. And she's canon, too. It's not even like a Mara Jade situation where it's not even canon anymore. Um, But yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for where we're going with those. Um, It's on that booklet, that book series from a certain point of view, also feels very what if-ish. Because it's not canon, but it is like you can make its head canon. If you want it to be canon, it can be. It's not yeah. changing anything, you know? Well, my whole thing with Star Wars anyways is the fact that it's all like myth and legend. Yeah, you're anyways, right. Anyways, so that's why the name, the legends, works so well. Totally. For the non-canon stuff, because it's all taking place a long, long time ago. So it's all just like, you know, abstract. Is it? I know it's a long, long time ago, but is it far, far away as well? Oh, Fafa. Fafa. Yeah, yeah. It's, a song it's by where Guster. Jenny. It's where uh, God took Jenny. Fafa. Dear God. Dear. Wait, what is it? Dear Lord, maybe a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. Yeah. Fafa. To um, Galaxy. Fafa away. Uh, there's a meme going around of Forrest Gump. Oh, no. Gump, of Forrest wear, Gump. Better mask up. <laughs> it's Forrest Gump saying is he smart or is he like me and then it shows his son chet the one who like speaks jamaican <laughs> uh let's see okay the other another trending thing though here and also listeners just so you know if you haven't seen bad batch it's still fucking great i still love it i still like that ba- that finale that was lackluster i still like better than anything that happened in rise of skywalker or yeah. Uh, the first Force Awakens. However, I feel like the first, it's just weird that the first half of a two-part finale had way more dramatic. Uh, yeah. It really uh, felt like this one was just being on the, I kept doing that thing where I'm like, there is only 10 minutes left. How is this going to yeah. happen? And then uh, c- couple that with, again, I, I'm a broken record, watching Battlestar Galactica where episode eight of season three, they're like, hey, we're skipping ahead one year. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, oh. two episodes later, they're like, we're skipping ahead another six months. And it's like, what? Like it, it, but it does you know, it well. It I'm just well. a fan of nonlinear uh, storylines, too, man. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad did that really well. Yeah. You're talking about David Ayer's Suicide Squad, right? From 2016? Yeah, release the air cut. Oh, did you see this new campaign that's happening where they're the guy that made uh, Thor... Uh, the dark world is trying to get his cut released. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, he said it wrecked his life. It's actually a very sad story. Also, did you know that? Uh, well, it's They're, not. Uh-huh. He directed that and he directed Terminator. Uh, no. Yeah. Terminator, the one with uh, Christian Bale. He, yeah. He should just be happy that both Endgame and Loki have done everything they could to uh, make that seem rad to Filoni up. Yeah. Or the dark world. Yeah. Um, did you know that can't not related to nothing we've been talking about, but did you know that Cameron Diaz retired from acting? No, I just read an article, just read an article about it. She retired until like 2014. Huh. Happy. She's happy about it. She's fine. She's not sick. She's not un, not mad. That's crazy. She was a good. I really liked her. She's very funny. Really good actress. Also, uh, uh, Christina Applegate uh, has come out to say that she has MS. But in all the news stories, it says Christina Applegate uh, announces or says she has MS. It makes it sound like 
she might not like it makes it sound like they're accusing her like, well, she says she has it. But you know, instead of being like Christine yeah, Applegate, both both you know, of them very funny and the sweetest thing, sweetest thing, which is a fantastic movie. Put them together in my head. Um, OK, so that's that uh, last thing we got. Or uh, well, first off, uh, Andrew and Andrew Cuomo resigned. Uh, it's about time. Uh, he's a real Andrew W. Cuomo. Andrew W. Cuomo. Now, did you hear about Gavin Newsom in California? I don't know who that is. He's the governor of California. They're trying to do. Oh, a I thought he was the uh, Proud Boy. Uh, vice <laughs> oh, guy. yeah, that guy, too. Yeah. Gavin McInnes. Uh, Gavin Newsom, they're trying. They're, they're going to make their they're voting in California on if they should recall him. But the way it works is if he gets recalled, you I, could I like could I write said, you I, and then I you can't get even recall him. Yeah, he was married to Kimberly Goyfoyle, who's now with uh, one of Donald Trump's full house. No, she he she's now like dating Donald Trump Jr. So she went from a Democratic governor to Donald Trump Jr. So it kind of makes you see how none of this stuff matters. It's just rich people no. passing each other around. There you go. Bring in class and do it again. There you go. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Coming that's up. what I'm on about. And uh, last thing we talk about is did you watch? You might have been there. Did you go to the the Field of Dreams game? Uh, I heard about it on NPR. Why didn't you go, man? Uh, because tickets were very expensive and you oh, had to they? be in a lottery a very long time ago. To oh, get them. I didn't I think I was still that. living in New York at the time. Um, fun. I, I watched the opening. I thought that was really heartfelt. The, uh, it was a great game. Bunch of home runs back and forth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, walk off home run at the end. The White Yankees Sox. lost. Everybody yeah. loves that. White Sox hit a two run walk off in the in the bottom of the ninth to win it all. Um, it was yeah, it was really fun. Um, did you see the video at the top where they come out and Kevin Costner leads them out? No. Oh, brother, it'll make you cry even if did you don't he, give was, it. Did he do draft today? He basically does. Okay, I bet if you were there, did he throw out his first pitch and then John C. Riley caught it? I don't know about that, but I bet if he was there, mm. I bet if you were there watching it, you'd be like, "This is weird." But on video with like shot like a movie, it's awesome because he comes out of the corn uh -huh. and he's just kind of like walking around looking at the stadium and he's acting. He's acting his ass off like Kevin. Co it's like he is that character from A Field of Dreams. Yeah. And he's walking around, looking around and he's taking it all in and he's very serious and stoic. And then all of a sudden he looks over at the corn and then out of the corn walks like in row in three, the, the Yankees and the White Sox walk out together. And it is. They go from being not seen at all to just they're all start working at walking out towards him and the crowd goes crazy. It gives me goosebumps right now. I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck about this, but I thought was, I don't like that movie. Yeah, I don't like the White Sox. I don't like the Yankees. I don't like Kevin. Costner Everybody loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. And then the home runs. That was really cool. They hit these home runs. You see these fucking kids out in the field. Just go after them, looking running up those rows. So that was yeah, it was all right. I made a fun meme. Put your face on one of those. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Said that uh, Field of Reams. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Pretty good. Uh, Let me wrap up this segment because I got to do a Field of Streams. Oh, go, go take a go, go, go take a piss. The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S. Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Hawes, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, 
and listeners like you. All right. It's time. Hell yeah. Gotta say, last week, Princess Bride, one of the top episodes we've ever done. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not fucking around. It's definitely probably the best of the new 21 since we started over, since we rebooted. Maybe second best. Yeah, I mean, those Slater episodes were pretty fire. Oh, sure. You're right. I'm not even factoring those in. Sorry. Yeah, but uh, of yeah, we, we were episodes. really good, too, especially just uh, we were on and reference. we cared. Yeah. yeah. Um, This one, I feel like I don't want to shoot us in the foot, but got room to possibly be because you care. we could still save today's episode. It's not too late. I think it's been an OK one so far. We had yeah. some good chats. Yeah. All that yeah. shit about Danielle cheating on you. That's fun. Uh-huh. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> Hope maybe maybe we can just have a nice running joke about how our wives are sluts on the other side of the road and they cheat on us and uh, take their not my wife yours I think we, we already made that joke about Stacy too no also Gideon's back in Iowa right now but he's in yeah. Southwest Iowa or he's in Southeast Iowa mm-hmm. but he's with Do, the little he's, kid he's doing shows with Mister Southeast Iowa yeah he is Mister Southeast Iowa now he's passed it down like the Dread Pirate Roberts oh yeah um today as we're recording is Little Robley's birthday. Oh, number four. The kid's going to be like 12 in like no time. Yeah. Me and you are going to be exactly the same. <laughs> Just balder. And, and they're going to have and... a 12 year old with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but OK, so uh, we've talked. We did a fun size about it once. One oh nine. Not this movie, yeah. but about the them in general. I don't remember a thing. I started listening to it. Heard myself say one or two things that I don't know if I fully agree with now. Uh huh. So uh, I'll let you lead the way on this one. What are we talking about today, dog? We are talking about a little film called Monty Python Quest for the Holy Grail. One of the most quoted movies of all freaking time. That is true. One of the landmark comedies of modern comedy. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still surprised at how big this movie and Monty Python in general remain to be. Yeah, like uh, it's always funny when you can see like a quote set up on like a Reddit post or something. Yeah, I always love when one of the threads on a Reddit post is just a sideline of Monty Python references. Yeah, like yeah, I mean the uh, this boy, this movie just wastes no time. Like the first five skits are just hilarious, and it just keeps going. I okay, so I'm gonna be a little brutally honest right here at the top. Mm-hmm. Rewatched it this morning. Mm-hmm. I 100% thought I rewatched it in the last five years. I don't think I have. Yeah, I rewatched the whole movie this morning, top to bottom. So many laughs, so good. <laughs> I'm still laughing out loud, and I know this movie up and down better than I thought, by the way. La- laughs that held up better than I thought, but there is so much air in the second half of this movie well i just kept almost falling asleep stuff that's like not it's it's and i and i know this is like blasphemous i have never created comedy nearly like the shittiest monty python thing is better than the best thing i've ever done by a million but i get there were i was like nodding off in the second half of this movie but the way they reference that with the sketch with the um, the women the uh, in the Anthrax castle, they talk about how they should have cut that and how the boys are really nervous about it. 
Yeah. It kind of gets them a get out of jail free card on the 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 pacing. And it's 1975. Movies were paced different. Yeah. And it's a 19 or it's a 90 minute movie. That's, oh, yeah. That basically boils down to a bunch of sketches. See, that's the thing on is on top of each other. I think it's a fantastic idea. I love yeah. it. I wish there yeah. was more movies like this. Also, it's sketches. You, yeah, you can tell like there's a lot of uh, filler that's just pretty much done by establishing shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Which is great because they have one of the best all time bits in cinema history with them walking around with fucking coconuts. Oh, my God. It's so you know? fucking funny, so, which I love how that is a product of budgetary restraints is they couldn't fucking afford horses. Yeah. So they came up with the coconut bit. There's OK. So there was a very interesting thing with me rewatching this. Now, again, I had seen this movie several times. I watched this movie as a kid. We watched it in middle school. I know this movie. Yeah. On a rewatch today, it was really weird how. Uh, as I'm watching it, Lin- we'll go linear. Coconuts using them as the horse sounds. Yes, I remember that. Of course, that's synonymous with Monty Python. Right. The little interaction between them and the guy in the castle who's like, where'd they come from? The pigeons couldn't have carried them. They can't. That whole thing. No yeah. memory of that. Here we go. Uh, keep, let's keep, hold on. It's not a question of where he grips it. It's a simple question of weight ratio. A five ounce bird cannot carry a 12 ounce coconut. And then they're like, an they're African like, swallow well, could do it. Well, of course, well, yeah. but they're not migratory. Non-migratory. But OK, so this is what's really weird. The coconut horse sounds. I remember that 100%. That conversation, do not remember at all. The bring out the dead scene. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, I remember that. That's everything. The whole socialist peasants talking about the way the, they're treated in classism. I had no memory of that at all. Oh, I the love... Black Knight, yes, 100%. The witch and how they like are going to put her away and all that stuff. <laughs> no memory of that at all. It's almost as if I had a bootleg version of this that was yeah. 40 minutes long and just didn't have all of the, the whole movie in it. Uh-huh. Like, it's crazy. By the time they got to the Knights of Knee, who say knee, I was like, I thought this was like in the first 15 minutes. It's crazy. It's and hard, hard laughs. The Not part- only that, but uh, one of the great things about Monty Python is it's endlessly rewatchable because every time you come back to it, you're a different person. So yeah, totally. you're relating more like they have your really basic level like i'm an eight-year-old and it's funny watching this guy get his arms cut off Mm -hmm. you know but but then you have dennis the peasant in the in the scene there where he's like you know uh talking about classism or and how uh, they vote and they're like well you're not our leader we have a voting system here yeah he's like divine providence he's like you know hucking watery minks hucking swords out of a pond isn't a basis of government. Only yeah. true executive uh, power can come from a mandate of the people. And they're like, who's that? That's the king. And they're like, well, I didn't vote for. Him. Yeah. How can you tell he's the king? Well, he he's, hasn't got not shit co- on. he's not covered in shit. That's so funny. Uh, that's my first. That's my first note is he must be the king. Why do you say that? Well, he's not covered in shit. Uh, I love the peasants conversation. Um, and then the way they were like, once they, he starts being mean to him, they go, help, help. I'm being oppressed. Come see the violence inherent in the system. <laughs> see that That's what I'm on about. Uh, so you watch this movie a, a lot as a as a, oh, as yeah. a baby boy. Now, uh, I know my buddy he, Duffy, his dad yeah. had the massive, <laughs> show show. And massive then your, VHS collection. And I'd say about 
one out of every three sleepovers at Duffy's, we'd wind up watching Monty Python. Now, are you saying Duffy's the bar or Duffy's yes. your friend's house? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, now, and also, if I don't, if I remember correctly, your mom was stooping some guy who had a big old Monty, Monty Python collection as well, right? Yes. And he'd bring the movies over because he had this and he had a uh, theory of life or whatever. Meaning of life. Meaning of life. Yeah. Because um, I, my friend Tim, who maybe you've met Tim. He used to come around. He was in Des Moines. He's uh, a very artsy. Tim the Enchanter. No, Tim the. There are some who call him Tim. No, Tim the Skleenart. Uh Oh, and I didn't even think about that. Maybe that's why he loved this movie because there was a character named Tim. Yeah. Uh, his favorite replacements album is also called Tim. That's crazy. Uh, he uh, he was obsessed with this since that's where our my gateway to it was. Um, but like, were you into all like, did you watch the series and all that stuff when you were a kid or have you ever jumped into all that or what? Uh, I've watched. I mean, I watched the series when it was on like PBS as a kid after yeah. I had watched the movies to nauseam. Okay. So, I mean, I know a lot of people may have like I'm more movie centric yeah. with Monty Python. Uh, I've seen a lot of the like main skits from the, the TV movies, TV show, the TV show and the movies. But uh I, I don't know, like all of them on the TV show. Yeah, I because uh, I want I don't know when it was, but in the last two, three years, probably June 2009, when we did that fun size about Monty Python, I watched a lot of the TV series and really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I, I know I've said this on the show. I'm an unabashed. I love Faulty Towers, the John Cleese pro, uh, sitcom, which isn't Monty Python, but it's John Cleese. And uh, and I love that. And so like. like I thought I, I thought before I watched this today that I knew it better than I did. Um, it made me laugh. It busted me up a couple times, made me laugh yeah. real hard that I, I expected it to be like when I watch, you know, Billy Madison, I enjoy it, but I don't die laughing anymore at those scenes the way I did when I was. Yeah. Cause I've seen them too many times, you know? Oh, they do a really good job with the score on a lot of this too. Mm -hmm. like what is it, the score? Bonnie Python six. Yeah. Kids in the hall zero. They're not in it at all. Like, I mean, like I said, it wastes no time. We already talked about the opening scene yeah. where they're discussing coconuts and he's trying to recruit people for yeah. his night to the round table and goes straight to bring out your dad, Dennis the peasant, yep. and, and Black Knight and the mm -hmm. witch. So, like, these are all just like great, great. Black Knight is so funny. And also, yeah. and you it forget how good it is because that score, like, mm -hmm. the minute. You know, it's got this big epic sword fight and and it's they're doing this big score and then just abruptly he loses his arm and the music stops. And by the way, this, the final score of that was definitely uh, Arthur one yeah. Black Knight zero. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're uh, scoring by strikes, it's four to nothing. The uh, uh, a thing that was really funny with two was I watched this on YouTube for free. It was on YouTube. Nice. And I was like, when it's, it's on Netflix, when the credits started, I was like, oh, weird. This is like a weird oh. German version. It has captions. We haven't even talked about the. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. And I literally fell for that. I just thought it was going to. I was like, oh, this is going to be a little annoying until the caption that pops up. That's like uh, whatever the whole thing that's like literally they made this blah, blah, blah. And then they're like the, sec the caption people have been sacked. Yeah. And there's a part there where it says vehicles provided by budget rent a car <laughs> i thought that was really funny yeah. i don't even know if that's a joke or if that's a real thing but it's pretty funny it's really funny too because those are the, the correct credits but they're yeah. also fake at the same time because they don't have closing credits the movie yeah. just ends when everybody gets arrested 
Oh, God, that's why. Because at the end, the movie went to black, too. So I was kind of like, what the yeah, fuck? With why the is- organ. I thought maybe it was in a weird edit where it just stopped. also uh, we didn't bring it up, but I, I have always loved the sub the title. Cre- uh, the opening credits to the movie are just goofy as shit mm-hmm. where it's just like. Uh, it's got all the underlining stuff about the moose and Sweden mm-hmm. and stuff where it's like, why not try a holiday in Sweden this year? See the lovely lakes, the wonderful telephone system. And many furry animals, one of the including is, the majestic moose. They taught him one of the captions is like the moose that we taught to do this on set. And then it has a name. It's like Boris or something. Yeah. And uh, as it makes moose jokes, all of a sudden the credits start reflecting. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, moose trainer, moose handler. Yep. yep. Moose condition, you know. And then and then it stops and it's like, okay, all those people were sacked. And then it keeps going and they're like, okay, now they're really sacked. And they're like, all right, we're going to do a different kinds of credits. And then it turns into like a 70s movie where it's like, when it's like a fast pace and there's like bright colors and shit. And all the credits are llama related. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really funny. Um, I also thought that when this started, I must be mixing it up with a different one. But I thought this was the movie where it starts and it's like a different movie for the first like 30 seconds or minute Uh -uh, and a half. That's uh. Life of Brian. No, you're thinking of meaning of life. And that's a completely different move. That's like a short, like 15 minute movie on top of the movie. Yes, that's right. That's what I thought was going to happen with this. Um, Also, there's a thing that I remembered where um, and this is maybe just me, but the whole scene, the whole Lancelot segment where the kid, the guy, the prince doesn't want to be the, you know, he wants to run away. That has a lot of Spaceballs vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like when when it's uh-huh. that guy on Spaceballs, I can't remember his name with the Prince Valiant hair and all that. Yeah, there's a lot of like crossover there in terms of vibe, maybe where yeah. I'm like forgetting what's going to happen next. Like at the arrow thing, I was like, well, that must have been in Spaceballs because that hadn't happened. And then that happens at the end of that scene. You're like, oh, message yeah, okay. for you, sir. Yeah. Oh, my God. Literally, I that's just... in, buddy. That's in my notes. That's one of my notes is it's so funny when he's like uh, a <laughs> message for you, sir. Yeah. I also love the Lancelot scenes in my top favorite segments, if it's not my favorite, but just that entire part is just amazing from the I love when uh, Michael Palin's character, the like Baron or Lord of the castle. Yeah, he's like one day, lad, all this will be yours. He goes, what? The curtains? Mm -hmm. He's like, no, not the curtains. There's a the lot of little castle in these lands. They said, oh, it's daft to build a castle in the swamp, but I built one just the same. That one fell over in the swamp. So I built another one. <laughs> There's that a lot of burned l- down, fell over and went into the swamp. But this one, lad, this is the strongest castle. I also really like that. I think the prince guy there, like the son. Yeah. has a lot of Stuart from Mad TV vibes. Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, he I keeps feel trying like... to sing. He's yeah. going to tell. And that and so that's the thing that is does life of Brian ha- or meaning of life have songs in it or life of Brian? one in Monty Python movie has a lot of I songs mean, they all have it. songs in it. Uh, meaning of life has musical numbers and life. Uh, yeah, that's Brian what I'm talking about doesn't have a musical number until the end of it. Cause this but... doesn't have a lot of musicals in it. Musical numbers. They have I mean, like it, one or two. Yeah. But if it had more, I think that would break up that thing that I had that problem. I yeah. It has the whole really great one when they get to Camelot and then they're like, ah, let's not go there. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, there's a really funny part where they say, let's all not the, go to Camelot. 
the silly place. They're singing. OK, so I like when they're dancing and singing the Knights of the Round Table song in uh-huh. Camelot. And then all of a sudden the person they show the guy hanging in the dungeon and he's, and he's like clapping. clapping. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Um, my notes are kind of all over the place because we're especially the way over. they edit it uh, yeah. where the music goes quieter. I love the edits and I love the animation. I love I love all I love the aesthetic cinematically of Monty Python. The It's really good when the movie decides to be serious. Yeah, because I think it really makes everything that much funnier. Mm-hmm. Like they do like I know we're jumping around a lot, but it's fine. Uh, the final castle is done with so much reverence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like the score is big and it's epic and you're which really serves to set up the rug getting pulled out from underneath the entire fucking movie yeah now okay so the scene with the french guy which i thought was so funny i think that is fucking line he has there and i wrote down that i feel like that is when you realized comedy was for you like is that a special scene to you the yeah. fart in your general art direction. But, well, mostly all the livestock getting thrown. Oh, over. my God. When he throws a cow, that made me laugh so hard. The it first cow like, run away. <laughs> and they have a lot of good red shirts in the yeah, crew yeah. to just get squashed by cows or taken out by bunnies. And then the the Trojan rabbit is very funny and how they're like talking to him. But like, uh, so what's the plan? And he's like, well, let's do we'll jump out at night when everyone's asleep. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, well, I'll climb out of it at night. And they're all looking at him like, are you fucking stupid, man? Yeah. And then they throw the truck and wrap it off the gas ladder. And then a great one off line following that is like, perhaps if we made a wooden badger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps if we made a wooden badger. Uh, God, that's good. Uh, and it's so funny. I just like the cuts to Cleese's French taunter. Oh, as yeah. they're as they're rolling up the uh, he Trojan does, horse, he and he's just one, doing this thing where he's taking his hand on the top of his hat and going making a funny face. It just gets me. Every he does, time. Uh, he, yeah, he does like a double take up there. That's like it reminds me. There's a take in bad, uh, Back to the Future that's very yeah. similar. It's funny uh, that Clee, yeah. Oh it's yeah, just like a weird like what? It's it's when in Back to the Future two when Marty McFly is playing the daughter and. She's in the kitchen looking in the fridge and then she looks out of the fridge. And she goes, Mom, Mom, is that you? And it's, oh, yeah. it's just shot really weird. That's uh-huh. the same without saying Mom, Mom, is it you? That's the same thing. The French John Cleese does up on the thing. At one point, he just goes and he like does the same weird reaction. And it makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah I know which one you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's good. I know Cleese wanted to be the lead in both the movies. And at the time was kind of like miffed that he couldn't be. Yeah. But it works out so much better because he's so much better as oh, I agree hundred percent random uh characters. Did um I now I have a question that uh, from like a plot standpoint. The historians with the clacker board and all that, is that supposed to be like another thing happening? Like are they making like a historical is it like the set? Is it like wild? No. Monty Python is happening. They're making another program. No, and then I, a guy from another program. He gets killed. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just a funny bit that, uh, you know, because they're used to doing sketches and yeah. figuring out we it's hard to end sketches. So then so at I'm, the end, when because this is how I took it. This was how I thought it was. So 
that's them cutting to a different like program that's being shot where he's talking about like history. And then the horse rides by and slits his throat and he dies. And that woman runs over. And so then at the end, when the cops come and arrest everybody, it's because of that. And those are real cops arresting the actors. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. Is that what I'm, it's? It's so funny, and I don't. Maybe I'm not supposed to know. <laughs> yeah, we're not meant to so like literally hard. try and break down how that the worlds connect there. Uh, this makes me wish I have now. I've never seen it, and I want to see it, but it makes me want to watch Brain Candy, the the uh, Kids in the Hall movie. It makes uh-huh. me want to watch Run, Ronnie, Run, even though everybody says it's not very good. The the Bob, Bob and Dave movie, um, and it makes me want the. Uh, I think you should leave guy Tim Robinson and Zach Kagan or whatever his name is. It makes me want them to make a movie because yeah. there's if you do it like I feel like McGruber's a great version of it and Hot Rod. Keanu. You can make a great comedian. I see, I've never seen Keanu, but I bet I'd love it because I, I think if you take these sketch uh, uh, sensibilities and put him in a comedy script, I bet it rules. It does. And then these people who I already like would probably kick ass at it. Um I liked uh, the Brave Sir Robin song was really fun. Brave the, bold whole, Robin how, broke forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, Brave Sir Robin. He was not afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. And his limbs pulled out and his limbs were crushed and his eyeballs gouged in his... <laughs> it's really fun. And the way yeah. he's just like, all right, cool, cut it, cut it. Uh-huh. Um, and he has a he has a chicken on his chest. There's a great line later um, when the, there it's like an animation scene where it's like time is going by, and they say they were forced to eat Robin's minstrels, and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> Yay! Oh, that's good. Uh, on the DVD commentary, apparently John Cleese expressed irritation at the scene at the cancel Atherex. Uh, where he thought the focus was technical aspects rather than comedy. I think that seems not very good. And then when the whole joke of it all is weird and then, but then at the end where she says that she's like, Oh no, we, the, the boys really thought about cutting this whole scene. Do you think it works? And the, he's like, Oh yeah, I think it works. I think that makes that relieves it all. That makes that all work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, most of the solo adventures of the nights are mm-hmm. pretty lackluster. It, yeah, it's, uh, outside of the entirety of the Lancelot scene, like Galahad, the pure at the castle. It's it's mm-hmm. fine or whatever. It's it's I mean, I've quoted it. It's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yes, yes. And we'll all have spankings. You know, that's fun. Oh, but and also there's that- not a moment as good as when Lancelot storms the castle and you see it three times in a row. Then all of a sudden he shows up and he kills everybody. Kills everyone. Kick, yeah. He kicks the father of the bride in the chest. And then- there's a lot of cool callbacks that happen in this too. the whole. Oh, yeah. I'm not dead yet thing. And I'm, you know, the way that starts with the bring out your dead sketch and then how it just keeps playing out. And mm-hmm. in the in the Lancelot part, the the her dad and Lancelot's or no, the prince's dad being like, now that my son is dead, I will. And your father's dead. I will be your dad. And they're like, no, my father's still alive. And so like the guard comes <laughs> over and the little him. nod. Yeah. And but he's like, now you will be my daughter and all yeah, that. Especially entails. the way he announces it. He's like, and just as the king was fighting for his life and about to pull through, he and then heavy mm-hmm. nod. Yeah, just <laughs> it's really good. I uh, golly. Yeah, I. Uh, I really like I really like that whole thing. And then but and the, that the um 
one thing though about the and Castle Anthrax Yalid scene, it does lead to the get on with it joke, which feels very much like a thing from the TV program. And they show Tim, who's not even in the movie for another 40 minutes, but he's one of the people that says get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really also, like that. It's, it's fun when he's like, no, seriously, I, I, I could take them all. And there's like, there's only 37 of us. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, I really like the arrow stabbing the guy messages for you. Uh, and that's where I wrote this movie's got some slow pacing. Yeah. Um, and I like when he's like, yeah, well, again, it's 1970 fucking five. But uh, I also love where it's like, no, actually, I, I'm I'm think I'm all right to come along with you. Yeah. After he takes the arrow to the chest and he's like, yeah, yeah Patsy, scene- I will not let you die. And there's another joke that another funny joke is when I don't know what scene this is, when this is, but when they're when he's like old woman and it's like, what? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a uh, sorry. Old man. He's like, oh, I'm only 37. No. I'm not old. I'm 37. It's like, yeah, but from you, you look weathered. It's like, well, you're the it, king. Of course, everyone like, looks weathered. You didn't bother asking, did you? Yeah, it's fair. That's very funny. Um, and then there's also a part right around, right around uh, after the stabbing of the coconut guy, right around the Lancelot one. There's a scene where the narrator says, of which the old man had spoken of in scene 24. And yeah. I like that. that they're also, there the are weird uh background things where people just beat cats and it's never referenced oh no that's crazy it's just like they're beating cats i don't in, know in it's either in bring out the dead or in the witch when they show the townspeople one of the townspeople has got a, shaving cream yeah full beard of love shaving that. cream like i he was love ready the decision to, shave. to have that in there yeah that's really good um and then my last note is they were four seat robin's minstrels and there was because that's when i was like <laughs> Like around the time they meet Tim and they go into the cave and the rabbit attacks them. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm bored by then. And that's maybe with my 2021 ADHD where I can't focus. But by that point, I'm like, all right, let's move it along, Uh, which is why I love the ending so much, because I love the cops just coming in and it meaning nothing, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, The. uh... (laughs) Well, Tim's fun. The rabbit's awesome. Why do they call it a. Oh, God was kick ass when God shows up. Oh, there's one thing I hate. It's the groveling. It's like those psalms, those depressing psalms. And then he says something. He's like, good idea, Lord. He's like, of course, it's a good idea. Of course. Uh, The uh, now God in that is uh, uh, that animation they use for that is also perfect. It works. It's that, that it's good for them because it's their brand and it's cheap. Uh, also, one thing that's rad is I realized that at that great museum in Seattle I went to, I saw all the, a lot of this shit, like yeah. uh, the hats and the swords and the uniform and stuff. It's yeah. all there. It's really I just didn't funny, realize it. too, because they used this one castle for everything in the yeah. movie. And the castle like was like the fifth choice. Like uh-huh. they had to try. Nobody wanted Monty Python to do the movie at their castle. Mm-hmm. So they got this castle, and now as a result, it's one of the biggest yeah. fucking uh, tourist castles in fucking Europe. I love the and it and it wasn't in 1975, but now when, that Monty Python has done it, when they all go in the round table, all the or all you know the the knights all get the, they see Camelot for the first time off in the distance, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What a beautiful castle!" And Patsy's like, "Well, it's just a model." 
<laughs> that's really good uh and towards the end one of the best scenes yeah one of, one of my favorite quotes like it this is this is a, one of the one, jokes that sticks with you if you're 10 yeah and you love is the fucking bridge of doom oh tell me walk me through this wonderful scene oh god so we got everybody we got the entire crew and they're getting to the bridge of doom and uh first it's fucking uh robin he gets ready to uh get re- gets ready to go yeah and it's like what you got to answer these three questions of course yeah and then and then you're good to ca- go across the bridge so there's this old creepy guy and he's like what is your name and he's like sir robin and what is your quest well, I, I seek the grail and he's like what is your favorite color he's like <laughs> i don't know ah! yeah he dies yeah and then, I think he uh, says brown and they're like, really? And he's like, no, oh, blue. And then he yeah, flies and Galahad off. Galahad dies <laughs> yeah. and shit. And it's funny. Well, well it's funny, too, because uh, I think Lancelot goes first and he answers all three questions. Yeah. And he's like, right. Off you go then. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's it. OK. And then the other two die. Yeah. And, and, Do you know and, then, that we, old, the and old... then there's a great callback because when Arthur gets ready to cross, he's yeah. like, what is your name? You know, Sir Arthur of Pen. You know, Penny, what yeah. is your quest? I seek the grail. And then the old man hits him with the question. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> and he's like African or European. And then the <laughs> old man's like, I don't know. And then ah, I was snoozing at that. Part. Dies. Oh, it's so I good. Was, though. I was snoozing at that part. This is uh, a very snoozable movie. Uh, okay. That's a little funny. Um, do you know that old joke about the three dummies? getting hung no so there's this king and there's there's these three dummies and they've all fucked up and the first they're getting ready to get hung and they 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 are the the jailer or whatever ties takes them up to this big cliff and there's a tree overlooking the cliff with some branches he ties a rope around one of the branches and throws it around the first dummy's neck and he's like do you have anything you want to say and he says no and so the the jailer throws him swings him out over the cliff to be hung by the neck till he's dead but the branch from, breaks and he falls cliff, into the water from a cliff branch from a branch on a tree that hangs over a cliff cliff branch Raiders Hall. Of, he should be in the Hall of Fame <laughs> cliff bar. Great snack. Also Hall of Fame. Yeah. But then then the second guy, they throw the neck. They get a different branch. They throw it around it. He's like, you got anything you want to say? And the second dummy's like, no. And then he pushes him out there. Well, rope breaks again. He s- falls to the water, swims to freedom. So the third dummy's up there. And they put the thing around his neck and they tied to a new branch. He's like, you got anything you want to say? And the third dummy goes, yeah, you motherfuckers going to do this right or what? Why don't you fix this goddamn branch? Yeah, it's like a dummy's joke. It's like a joke my dad would tell me. You know about the two dummies pissing off the side of the bridge? Uh-uh. One said the water's cold. The other said the water's deep. They got big nice. dicks. The dicks joke. Uh-huh. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is what, give me some more thoughts, and then I'm going to do a fun little thing where I'm just going to go through Pace Magazine's top 15 quotes from this movie. Oh, okay? I love when they uh, Arthur and uh, Benavere or whatever finally cross the bridge, and they're like looking for Lancelot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, this is before you really get an idea that the cops are coming, that yeah, yeah. he's getting uh, fucking batted down by the police. And we don't know where he's at. And they finally show up to the fucking castle, you know, and Mm -hmm. again, they have all the epic music and just selling the shit out of 
the majesticness is, of Castle Arg. Yeah. This is Princess Bride level. This is yeah. This is Braveheart. And then we get another callback. Yep. Love it. Fucking French Taunter is there. French Taunter is that's he's the castle already, they're at. He's already got it. And he's so mad and they're getting poop poured on him and yeah. they have to run away and they gather their troops and they get ready for a big ass final scene. And you're thinking like, oh shit, we have you know, dozens of people storming this castle. We're going to see a big fucking final action scene. And then cops show up. Everybody gets bags tossed over him. One they of the get cops, thrown in the back of a paddy wagon and he stops the film. One of the cops grabs one of the like the the army that shows up to attack with them. One of the cops grabs a shield from him and goes and then throws it on the ground. Like the way that <laughs> asshole cops do shit like that. Yeah. It was really funny. I, uh, oh boy, when he first says that he's got the grail, the French guy, and then he like turns to his buddies and they show that other angle. And he's like, I told him we have the grail. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I uh, told him, he's like, I told him we already got one. Why is the why is Jesus thing the grail? Why don't we call other like, why isn't this a grail? You know what I mean? Like, why it's can't I the say holy grail? Why can't I say that Sidney think, Crosby has three Stanley Grails? I mean, know? I think any goblet is a grail. Harry Potter and the Grail of Fire. I'd, wa- I'd read that. I'd read that. I don't care if the author's a turf or not. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to go through 15 quotes. I'm going to see how you uh, how well you know them. Okay. Okay. The number 15th quote on Pace Magazine is pacemagazine.com. This is from that final scene with the French. No chance, English bedwetting types. I burst my pimples at you and call your door opening request a silly thing. You tiny brained wipers of people's butts. That's fun, huh? It really is. You tiny uh, brained wipers of people's butts. Okay, here we go. Now it's the legendary Black Beast. And this is King Arthur saying, but if he was dying, he wouldn't bother to carve. Arg, he'd just say it. The castle Arg. That's uh, also re- great because prior to that, they have the beast chasing them and it's all <laughs> animated. Yeah. And then it cuts to the animator who dies of a heart attack. That's right. Yeah. In the middle of it. And that's the only reason they were saved. Um, okay. Now, this is 13th. Now, this is the monk. First shalt thou take out the holy pin. Then shalt thou count to three. No more, no less. Three shalt be the number thou shalt count. And the number of the counting shalt be three. Four shalt not count. Neither count thou two, excepting that then proceed to three. Five is right out. Once the number three being the third number, he reads. I like the way he says that too. Yeah, He, He has a good dramatic pause. He's like, five? Is right out. <laughs> is <it> right out. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. And plus, it just really goes to speak to like papal dogma. Because as yep. soon as the religious guys come around, like, of course, their hand grenade isn't just pull, pin, and throw. It's yeah, got all it's of this other stupid shit that, like, it speaks a lot to religion, where it's like there's a message there, but instead of just getting to the message, we have all of this other fucking papal rigmarole. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, okay, number 12 is from Tim the Emperor, or Tim the Enchanter. Bones of full 50 men lie strewn about his lair. It's so brave, <laughs> so brave knights. If you do doubt your courage or your strength, come no farther, for death awaits you with the nasty big pointy teeth. 
And of course, they're talking about the killer yeah. rabbit. I like the line after that when the rabbit shows up and <laughs> brave Sir Robin is like, that's it. That's you, it. And you then they walk me, down there. Yeah. You had me wetting my armor, you tit. He calls him a yeah. tit. Uh, coming out of this for a second. Did you know that they're doing a Toxic Avenger reboot? Yes. And uh, uh, Elijah Wood's going to be in it. Yeah. So is uh, uh, Tyrion Lannister. Oh, cool. That's good. I, I uh, Elijah Wood was on uh, Hot Ones this week, and it was really good. Nice. We talked about Elijah Wood on the show last week as well. We did. Um, number 11, Fidra Marriage. Uh, this is from the King of the Swamp Castle and the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, don't like her. What's wrong with her? She's beautiful. She's rich. Got She's got huge, huge tracts of land. <laughs> huge tracts of land. Uh, okay, this is so corny. The 10th best quote me. <laughs> you must find the mightiest tree in the forest and cut it down with a herring. What is the lad? What is the thing they switch it to? Do you know? We are no longer the knights to say me. Now we're we the, knights the knights to say. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like, by the way, uh, I mean, we can talk this over, but I feel like uh, organically the next movie we do has to be Army of Darkness. Okay. Right? Doesn't it feel like we're kind of Princess Bride, Holy Grail, Army of Darkness? It all well, kind of fits. I feel it. I feel it, baby. Yeah. Um, okay. Number nine. Uh, I don't want to talk to you no more. You empty headed animal food trough wiper. I farted in your general direction. Your mother, your was, mother a hamster. was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Now, that is, of course, mm, the famous line when we saw Nick Vatterod at Iowa State one time. Uh huh. Somebody hollered out in the middle of the show, in the middle of his set. Your mother was a hamster. Your father smelled of elderberries. And he goes, what? And then they said, doesn't anybody pay attention to comedy? And better. I was like, yeah, but why are you yelling that now? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> He's like, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was just you could tell some corny kid who was like uh, he was taunting him. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Oh, golly. Here we go. From God, of course, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and that God looks awesome. It actually looks a little bit like a Rasputin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Uh, we dine well here in Camelot. We, we ham and jam and Spamalot. And now that's. I have to push the Pramalot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what a Pram is? <laughs> Yeah, it's like the mill type. It's like the manual mill. No, oh. a pram is like that's like saying I have to push the baby stroller a lot. Oh, OK. A baby stroller is called a pram in England. We're night to the round table. We dance whenever we're able. We do routines, chorusing, with footwork and pet cable. We dine well here in Jamalot. We eat ham and jam and spam a lot. Have you ever seen Spamalot the musical? Uh, no, I listened to like the first half of it once. Yeah, uh, that was huge. I'd go to it. Uh, you know, I I know Eric Idle was like instrumental in most of it, and yeah. he's the he's pretty much the music guy of Monty Python. Like, yeah, the Monty Python song that you're familiar with, he did. So Mike, uh, Mike Nichols directed it and he directed I'm pulling him up so I don't speak out my fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he directed uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? That's right. That movie, which was huge. 
and the graduate. So like he's got it. Oh, and the birdcage. So he's got like a good category yeah, of like those dry comedies. So seems like it would be a good mix. I mean, um, it's a huge hit. Yeah. It has its own beer. Yeah, it was like the biggest show on Broadway for a number of years. Yeah. The I witch mean, it's hunt. fun. It it really re- lends itself perfectly to Broadway. And like we already know, it's got a great musical number already in the yeah. in the movie. I love the the witch. Okay, so this is number six, and I love the witch scene. When he's like, she turned me into a newt. I like, knew. Well, I got better. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, love how it's a take on like old sciences too. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like they're using scientific method to a degree, but they're not like there's no under- core co- correlation or whatever that word is. Yeah. Causation. Yeah. yeah. Well, logically, if they're she like, weighs so- the same as a duck, she's she- made out of wood mm-hmm. and therefore. Yeah. A witch. And everybody is like agreeing, like they're all coming to it at the same time. Like, of course. Uh, then now this is a quote from the the number five is from the Black Knight. Just a flesh wound. I honestly think a better quote in that scene is when to the scratch. When Arthur goes, what are you going to do? Bleed on me? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're a loony. Now, here we go. Number four, of course. Uh, The peasant. Well, I didn't vote for you. (laughs) I use that all the time. I know that now that I rewatch this. And the some kind of king thing gets referenced. I was normally say I didn't vote for him. Yeah, I didn't know that was from money. By that, I thought it was just from you. It also goes hand in hand with your I'd vote for him. Scissor. <laughs> yeah, that's goes so leg funny. And leg. That's so funny that that's like now part of my life till I'm dead. <laughs> that anytime a woman runs for office, all I can think is well, I'd vote for her. The scissor. Uh, yeah, comedy was different ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, number three, bring out your dead. The I'm not dead. That man. It's and like he's stone dead shovel. in the moment. Yeah. He's like, I got a busy day. The Robinsons just lost seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm feeling much better, actually. Uh, weight ratios in the humble swallow. Mm-hmm. Are you suggesting coconuts? My great. See, that's that's the key to this movie is uh, even if it, it loses its pace a little yeah. bit, in uh, my opinion, other people might not find that. But any of those sketches work oh, yeah. in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And like, the first third of the movie is breakneck and just like hurt like like so goddamn funny if this is what more people would do especially today with more of the power like if you're writing a comedy movie if you were to write every scene like it's an open like it's a a sketch with a beginning middle and a turn yeah you would be better off that's why movies like i think some movies really hold up like i think dumb and dumber does that every scene in dumb and dumber is a is a sketch on its own that's why road comedies are so good that's right yeah, which Dumb, and, Dumb Dumber and Dumber is, and this movie is, yeah, is because road comedies are essentially just fucking sketch comedies. Yeah, you just keep thinking of uh, comedic situations to put these people in on the road, and when you're on the road, you can always get new characters that you run into. Yeah, you know. Um, and the number be one, it a, be it a black knight or a sea bass. That's right. Uh, the number one quote, according to Pace Magazine. Hold on, um, let me let me try and see here. You're never gonna get it. This is a really wild list. Really? Jacob Jacob Allier wrote this in February of this year, and it's not bad. It's not a bad list, but it's like not you know 
the number one quote it says is, we apologize again for the fault in the subtitles. Those responsibilities for sacking the people who have just been sacked have been sacked. I mean, that's not so much a quote because like, yeah. I love this movie, but we don't, that one never gets like brought up between me and the no. buddy. You know? I think this is more of a, I, this line. is great. I mean, this is the 15 best quotes from Monty Python by Jacob Allier. This is basically Jacob's 15 favorite. You know, yeah. you could have make your own 15 favorite. I, I mean, I would own. argue, uh, your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries would mm -hmm. probably be I to me as a casual person who's seen this movie a lot. I think the joke I've heard from it the most is the I fart in your general direction. Yeah, the French taunter. Yeah, like any line that the French taunter does, you can fucking pull away. From yeah, the movie. It's and a it's like that is just a funny fucking line no matter what. Yeah, Um. boy, Uh. let me look. I'm going to pull it now before we wrap up. Uh, on this, I, another great one, by the way. Just us giggling, laughing yeah. about a thing we like. Um, I'm excited for fucking uh, uh, Army of Darkness. Me too. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. Before we get into it, it, was that the first Evil Dead that you ever saw? Yeah, to the point where Same. I I barely remember the first, very first one I've seen, but I barely remember those things. Yeah. Um, I watched it on TV. I remember it specifically with my dad. My dad taped it off of like cable. And I watched it. Ah. And we, him and I both loved it. And I didn't even know at that point that there it was Same. a third movie. You don't, you don't need to. That's and one of the I've always had a love, and maybe it's because of Princess Bride, but I've always had a love for this this style of story, a Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court style. Oh yeah. Um, I love, I love uh, a kid in King Arthur's Court. I love. I mean, literally, uh, Nasser and I wrote a TV show last year that is that. It's this same idea, you know. Um, and I and I love that. I love that. I love the idea of a modern person having to go back to that time period. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's fun. And so that's why that movie is so good. And then that movie with Ash bringing all the baggage he already has to that is really great. Um, I'm trying to see if just there's any other really fun. Uh, one of the most interesting things I found from the trivia is that uh, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd and Genesis all contributed largely to this movie's budget because uh monty python's the tv show was so popular with all yeah. these rockers and stuff that, that's interesting to know because i know uh life of brian mm -hmm. uh was completely bankrolled by george harrison oh really he he, he created his own film production studio oh, think, yeah yeah that's why uh and they asked him about it he's like i just wanted to see another uh, monty python movie oh that's fun so essentially it's the most expensive movie ticket of all time uh, sir, not appearing in this film. Yeah, is that he's bigger uh, in the musical. That's Michael P Patton or Michael Palin's son. William uh -huh. is the baby in that photo. Um, oh, that's fun. The dead collector's line because he hasn't got shit all over him when he's like, that must be the king. That was ad lib. That's not part of the that was Eric Idle did that on the day. Um, also, underrated oh, character is Eric Idle as Roger the shrubbery or the of, shrubber. Yeah, where he's like, oh, what sad times we are living in when passing ruffians can say knee at will to defenseless old ladies. Yeah. When he shows up, <laughs> uh, Sir Bedivere, uh, after they're saying knee to the woman, he turns to him and he goes, no. I mean, it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> knee, knee. It's just there's a There's a great joke that I missed talking about this. It was in my notes. But when the, the book shows up and they're turning the pages for all the knights. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a fucking monster's Monster. hand grabs. And apparently, according to that, that was a gorilla hand 
and it was Terry Gilliam doing it because he thought it was really funny. It was yeah. Terry. It was the hand turning the pages is Gilliam's wife. And it's him reaching over with the monster hand, pulling her hand. Such a funny thing that like if you blink, you miss it. Yeah, those are good jokes. You blink, you miss it. Um, and then uh, John Cleese's young daughter was on set during the filming of the Black Knight scene. And she apparently leaned over to one of the other actresses and said, wow, daddy doesn't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to be a little kid. Think your dad's hacking somebody to death. Yeah. Uh, um, Talk about a comedic hack. Oh, yeah. And you know all about being a hack um, because you used to drive taxi cabs. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, in the Kill the Witch scene, John Cleese would vary his comic timing for each take. The final take used starts at 18 minutes and eight seconds. Cleese's pause is so long that it makes Eric Idle start to corpse or break character. To fight this, Idle starts biting his his sky. I don't even know what any of those words are. Must be a lot of like a lot of English stuff, I think. Uh, Patsy only has one line in the whole movie, and it's it's only a model. (laughs) Because the other one, the one that gets hit in the chest with the arrow is not Patsy. That's a different guy named Concord. Yeah, okay. That's weird because they're the same character. Um, well, 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 they're the like squire type horse person for each night. Each night has their own little crew. Oh, this is fun. Uh, the Monty Python's friend, Doug Adams, made an oblique reference in the radio script for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to the shrubbery scene. The shrubbery note was to indicate a silly term tacked on, much the same as we need a shrubbery. Uh, it was tacked on. It was meant to be just a note in the rough form, but was typed out by mistake and then ended up in the final script. Huh. And so that's in Hitchhiker's Guide, which is also one of my favorite things. I'd love to do a Hitchhiker's Guide. We'd have to watch the BBC series because I don't want I'm not going to do the audio or the books. But I mean, I like the audio in the book, but it would be a better podcast if we did the TV series. Um, Scenes such as Arthur approaching the first castle and Lancelot's running dash to Swamp Castle were filmed at Hampstead Heath, a London park beside one of the city's busiest road junctions. Hmm. So that's fun. You're fucking 1973. You're driving around. You're like, oh, look, Junkley's out there running his ass off. Just yeah. like a fucking whatever. Um, Goddamn, that's, I feel like that's all right. I feel like we talked Fuck about yeah, this. Fuck yeah, we did, dude. Pretty good. And listeners, if you like this. I think this, this is the holy grail of nostalgic front episodes. Thank you. I think really my joke kind of got stepped on earlier, but. I'm going to start telling people that uh, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins, he's won three Stanley Grails with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, There it is. Get it? Uh, Yeah, and listeners, if you enjoyed this, if you're a newer listener, which I know that that's silly, we don't have those anymore. But if if you've never listened, go back to Fun Size number 109 from June of 2017. It's still in the feed. You scroll with your thumb. Uh, we did a full Monty Python fun size back in the day. So you can listen to that and find out what we've said in that. I'll probably say like, I love Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I watch it six times a year. You know, All right. like that. Here we uh, go. How many Kazis? I mean, I got it. You, know, you got to give it four. Four Kazis. I understand I have my issues with it, but it's mm-hmm. undeniably a fucking hilarious, amazing movie. Yeah. Four Kazis. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously five out of yeah, five. I'd totally. go six out of five if possible. It's 100%. 100%. Arguably the greatest comedy movie ever made. Arguably the greatest cult film ever made. You know, I'd probably put it in my top 20 movies of all time. Favorites. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. I'll, I will rewatch it sooner than I took this time. I know that I'll probably rewatch it the next couple of months. 
because it's just fun to get all those jokes thrown at you. I like yeah. jokes. I like jokes. I'm a joke boy. For like a decade, I was in fucking bars and basements every night listening to jokes, and I got to where I hated them. Yeah. Now yeah. I like them again. Speaking of jokes, where can, where can people find your jokes? At- you can follow me at Patrick Hasty. It's at P-A-T-R-I-C-H-A-S-T-A-I-E, PatrickHasty.com. For oh, nice. Shows. One or two I shows. I like that. One or two yeah, yeah. shows. Uh, you can uh, get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us $5. Give us $25,000. Uh, and of course, you can also follow my friend, uh, a friend of the show, fan of the show, real and effer, uh, Brandon Reem. He's on Twitter at uh, Reemcore, R E A M K O R E. Follow me on there. I uh, got some shows coming up. Uh, doing a Danny Carmen's birthday party on August Love 20th, him. doing uh, Teehee's Tits Up show August 30th, doing uh, Another, I'm doing uh, Peace Tree Brewing September 2nd. Buddy. Getting out to uh, Omaha on the 24th, and I'll be in the Quad Cities on the 18th. What you got to do is go to Twitter and put in your Twitter bio so you can then have remember these. Yes. You don't have to do that, but that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic, man. Look at that. You're out there. Stand up is back for you. It's back mm. for a lot of people. This guy ain't figured it out yet, but we'll get there. Uh, God damn, I love it. I love I love hearing this. We're out there. We're living our lives. We're fucking vaccinated and caffeinated and vaccinated. Yeah. Um. Now I'm gonna make some uh, pierogi and kielbasa. You like pierogies? Oh wait, pierogies are little potato, right? Yeah. There's pastas. Yeah, they're little uh, pastries with potato and cheese in them. And you put them in a pasta? No. No. You just eat them. You should get you should get into pierogies, Patrick. You're a pierogi I think I would. Guy. What is the? They're all of your ingredients. Hold it's on, just... Stacy. Stacy. She's in the other room. Uh, what is the pasta that's a potato that you put in a pasta? Noki. Noki. Now I've been really into noki, and I cooked noki fucking Friday night for dinner. So yeah. that's why at first I was like, yeah, I like pierogi. You um, get, some, get some Mrs. T's. I, b- I believe is the brand frozen pierogies. Or you might wind up at a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's and get their pierogies. I'm telling you, Patrick, you're a pierogi guy. Yeah. Start getting pierogies. I can't. I tried to do Mr. Little... T's pierogies, but he uh-huh. pitied my fool. All right. All uh, right. That's it. That's, that's the it. show. Get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us five dollars. Give us $25,000. Tell your friends. Be cool. Never die. And as always, remember, if you are not an NFR, you're an MFR. So get get the the fuck out of here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.